0: When I was four fucking years old, I wanted to be Smokey the fucking Bear. I wanted to be a lawyer and a furrier because that's what my know. dad and grandfather were. Well, <laughs> so I wanted to be Smokey right. the Bear because nobody in my family was, but I had the hat and I thought he was cool as shit. Right. Guess what? Four-year-olds are stupid. Yes. Just like millennials. Yeah. This is Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the literate Apecast. Apecast is not responsible for triggering your PTSD because we are warning you right now that we might. If coarse language or base stupidity from two white guys is not your jam, look elsewhere for your workout podcast.
1: Well, I had a, a small moment of crisis the other day, and I always live in small moments of crisis. Um, but this one is so, as this podcast is being recorded today, I am in Hammond, Illinois with Katie's family okay her sister Donna her older sister's having a kid so there's the baby shower and um the men are going out on the boat on Lake Shelbyville and you know while the women open up packages of diapers or whatever the fuck happens at these things you can become that
0: person my friend
1: yeah it's unfortunate yeah that I have a family now it's really unfortunate uh but yeah so
0: you understand Mick Jagger has kids right
1: and I'm trying to be Mick Jagger through all of this he
0: didn't he didn't become that guy
1: Yeah, well, I'm not going to the shower. I just, I'm going down with Katie because it's also family time. I'm going on the, yeah, all right. (laughs) I am Mick Jagger, goddammit. So, (laughs) now I love our family. Like, I love Katie's side of the family. They're all really great people, but they are small town, rural America. And there's a lot of differences between us. We're city mouse and country mouse. That's, That's what this is. And Katie and I have talked about this before, and I think we've talked about it you and I have talked about it before, that there's going to come a point where I think we have a real fox in the hound situation with the cousins. And I just, I read something on my sister-in-law's, um, Katie's brother's sisters or Katie's brother's wife. Not that it really matters. Um, but something on her Facebook page and I like, I got into the wormhole and I had a look at who she was following. She's got, you know, one of these guys is like new age Christian leader. He left the traditional church to open a, a cool church and he's got a, Beard and hipster hair, and his wife is gorgeous, and they. There's
0: nothing. There's there's it, no such thing as a cool church.
1: Right, but it's one of those. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, I got it. No. Um, and his thing the was like news bible with the denim cover. That's exactly it. Yes. <laughs> and his whole thing is like, you know, your your wife is men. You your wife is your crown, and you can't be. Uh, you can't have authority with your crown if your wife is not a beautiful. Cra- it's just
0: like this weird Land patriarchal. Bullshit,
1: yeah. And that, so I had to. Because co- I went in this wormhole and I had to fucking find the guy, and I commented <laughs> on that particular post. What if you're not married yet? Like, what where does a man get his, his, his sense crown. of self
0: Where's his and crown? his authority? Like, There's is no he just. Woman.
1: Is a man useless without a wife? Like, just dumb shit. Yeah. And I'm just. I'm concerned that there is going to be this. There is. And the kid, Brantley said what does he want of you when he grows up and he's four years old he wants to be an officer katie and i assume this is an officer of the law he wants to be a cop which at four years old you can't hold a kid to what maybe he, wants he wants to, to be. be a
0: financial officer that's what katie said okay because maybe he wants to work
1: at a bank <laughs> yeah you know
0: it's like it's possible it's but, probably not for a four-year-old officer probably means cop but now right now
1: brantley is a little scaredy cat he's oh. he's oh. very cautious the last thing we need is another cop who's afraid of things because all they're, they're just going to shoot. My safety is threatened. He's oh. four, Right? But what if, what if he becomes a 25-year-old scaredy cat who still wants to be an officer? He didn't grow up with black people. <laughs> he didn't, like, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about this. And then more than that, I'm concerned for Thanksgiving when my kid, when Harry starts leaning in real hard Against his cop cousin, and shit's just gonna get real fucking bad. You know, it's, it's, it,
0: uh, you don't need to pay a therapist because you have me. Um, and what I'm, this, it's, it's very interesting because I've been thinking about this all through all this, this Trumpification of America is that most of the hysteria coming around is fear based, and it's fear totally, of what yeah. might happen. Right. And that doesn't mean you have to be stupid and just not fear anything that's not in front of you. Mm-hmm. But if what you're operating is from a base of fear, fear is the enemy of reason. Right. Fear is the... It's the it's the father of anger and hatred. Mm-hmm. I mean, fear is the base. That's it. That's, you know, boom. And... I mean, it's it's Jedi, like the dark side. Yeah. Like Luke and, cannot and, have... He has
1: a face his fear, yeah, so he and, doesn't and, go dark side. And, right. so
0: I understand that fear is a normal... Valid emotion, but I also understand that, you know, uh, heroin is a normal, valid uh, drug. Yeah, you probably don't want to imbibe too much because yeah. it's going to fuck you up. And fear is, you know, it's like it's like the idea. Okay, so he's four years old. <laughs> It, maybe he's going to grow up when I was four fucking years old, I wanted to be Smokey the fucking Bear. I wanted to be a lawyer and a furrier because that's what my know. dad and grandfather goes, were. Well, I wanted to be Smokey <laughs> right. the Bear because nobody in my family was, but I had the hat and I thought he was cool as shit. Right. Guess what? Four-year-olds are stupid, yes. just like millennials. Yes. They well, haven't figured out what they want to do, and they bitch and whine a lot, and they want stuff. Got it. Millennials at this point though, they're, they're in their 30s now. If no, they I figure out what true. they want to do. All right, I guess that's
1: true. Four-year-olds that's are teenagers.
0: They're teenagers. The, that is totally me just making a joke yeah. at the expense of the nattering class. And I You're apologize. an ageist. I am totally an ageist. Yeah. Because I am judged by my age. So really, it's just an eye for an eye. Yeah, and well, no so take than, that. And let... I am no different than Donald Trump. I judge everybody based on the stereotype that they are represented by.
1: You are America. I
0: am America. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Well, the, I mean, the thing is with the fear, like, and I, I, you're, I 100% agree with you on fear and I don't live in it too long. And if I start to feel that I'm living in the fear too long, like the situation we had a couple weeks yeah. ago, yeah. I'm like, right, I need to get out of this. Yeah. So like, let's swim the fuck through this shit of fear that I'm, I'm floating in right now. So the fear quick. And I talked to Katie about this and I quickly got past that fear. It's just now, it's curiosity of when that Fox and the Hound moment occurs. Oh, because
0: it's going to happen. And I, that's that's way more interesting than being afraid of it happening. Yeah.
1: And I don't is, think my, my is,
0: nephew's going to grow up and kill people kind, as a cop. It's kind of, I'm not of saying wanting that. it to happen
1: so that you can, from a sociological perspective, watch it unfold. And won't that be great? Because here's these cousins that are so different. Yeah. Like the country mouse and the city mouse get to know each other and see that there's a world outside of their city or country. Yeah. That's a good thing.
0: But you know that... The,
1: and I hope you're keeping up with how I'm mixing my childhood totally uh, children's yeah. stories, metaphors here. This, yeah. But
0: this is the thing: is, is 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 I always go back to the Alex P. Keaton thing. Is that <laughs> right. is that there's a good chance, based on just sort of the data of how we rebel against our parents, yeah. there's a good chance that this cousin is going to be an ACLU lawyer because yeah. his father is a New Age Christian yeah. asshole. <laughs> Or gay, one or the other. I want Bradley to be gay so badly. And (laughs) and there is just as equal a chance that Harry's going to grow up to be an officer.
1: Yeah. And
0: so. That's the other thing. This is the thing. I always say there's no control here. Right. And in the absence of control, this, and that's the thing, is somebody, I was talking to one of my ushers not too long ago, and it's like, are you just fearless? Mm -hmm. We were kind of talking about this concept. So, were you just fearless? I said, no. I'm as afraid of shit as anybody else. You just get past it. But Well, it's not even that I get past it. What it is, is my response to fear, and I don't know if this is something that I learned from my mom or from my grandpa or just something I figured out or whatever, is that when I am faced with fear, I go into pragmatic action mm-hmm. every single time. Yeah. Because pragmatic action, A, gives me something to do, mm-hmm. because I ultimately fear is about not feeling like you have any control. Right. You know. Yep. And so what yep. can I control? You know the perfect example is uh, you know Dana and I, our lease is up here December fifteenth. We don't quite know what we're going to do, and so there's an unknown, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of unknowns with this fall and that kind of stuff. So what I do is I sit down and I say, here's option A, here's option B, and I crank the numbers mm-hmm. and I figure out what it's going to cost and how we could hire this to happen. And this is what, and I go through and it's it's planning. Yeah. Now. I know. I've got options A through, like, E at this Well, point. less planning and more preparing. Yeah. it's I Well, think, it's all yeah. about just sort of, like, preparing and, and planning out. And so what I know is A through E, I'm, you know, I've got a number of options. Only one of them is going to be one we do. Right. So I'm planning, like, seven different other things mm-hmm. that are never going to come to... to but, but that planning keeps me grounded. Yeah, it keeps me within the. It realm helps you of problem great. solve. It and, keeps yeah. me within the realm of reality. Mm-hmm. It keeps me within the realm of like pragmatic use, um, and it gives me a sense that at least, if even if I'm not controlling things, I'm controlling the things that I can control. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that that it's, so it's not like oh Don's fearless. No, I'm far from fearless. Right. And you know, and I, you know, that's because I have my moments of you know great doubt in myself, yeah. and I work through it because. Yeah. Part of it is, and this is just maybe my generation, is that I truly believe, unlike almost anybody else that I talk to, I truly believe, and I know, is that no one gives a fuck about myself doubt. Nobody gives a shit how I feel. Yeah, You know, and that's not because I'm a white, straight man. I don't think anybody, really, at the heart of it, gives a shit how anybody feels. They only care about how they feel.
1: You could argue that your wife cares about well, how you feel, well, but, but maybe. But I
0: care about how she feels. And only so because they
1: affect how you feel. Well, exactly. That, yeah, if Don is bent Dana's, out of
0: shape. That's going to fuck with Dana's shit. There's shirt. a pragmatics yeah. to that thing, you know, and it's, you know, it's. it's so, yeah, the cl- people closest to you, but for the most part, anybody that I work with, anybody that reads Literate Ape, anybody that I encounter in the world, really don't give a shit what how I feel. Yeah. They don't care. Guess what? Welcome to the fucking world. Yeah. You know, and so, oh, I feel self doubt. Let me go out and spew it to a bunch of people how I feel self-doubt. Yeah. Does not help the self-doubt. Does it make me feel like I'm surrounded by a bunch of other people who feel just as shitty as I do? The misery, loves sure. company and all that. But yeah. guess what? That still doesn't solve, knowing that there are 100,000 people around me that all feel just as shitty about the future as I do, yeah. does not make the future better or make my outlook better. No. The only person who can make my outlook better is me. And I have to figure out how to do that. And I've got enough strategies in place that I'm like, okay, if I feel this way, I'm going to do this. this mm-hmm. is one of the things I realized uh, with this uh, Millennium Park job, I have got, before this, I worked out every almost every day, like six days a week, sometimes mm-hmm. seven. I would go to the gym and I would work out. Yeah, and it's not like I'm a bodybuilder. Um, and but I, you're building a hell of a body. Well, you know, they do. Um, what I know is that when I started working out, is because I was fat and I wanted to lose weight. Yeah, and I did. What I've realized now is that I don't work out. For the health benefits. I mean, in terms of my body. I don't work out because I'm losing weight. I don't work out because of that. I work out because that's my fucking zen place. Yeah. For some And, and so with this Millennium Park, I have not been able to work out every day because part of it is, man, just one shift, a nine-hour shift yeah. working in the park, I come home, poor Dana, wipes it's like, you out, yeah. I'm, I'm an absent husband because I come home and I'm fucking wiped out out i am ready to just and i do i just i have a a rye and i'm i'm just coma you know yeah and so i'm too tired to work out i'm i'm forcing myself now to work out yeah um because i realized that a lot of those anxieties Mm -hmm. that are coming my way are are kind of amplified right now they're creeping in they're creeping in and i went oh well actually i didn't go oh it wasn't a revelation i just said i need to go work out i had not worked out in a week Mm -hmm. And so the other day, I just went to the gym and I worked out. And it wasn't like, I'm going to bust my ass. It wasn't like a three hour, because I worked three hours. It was like 75 minutes, mm-hmm. but I did the work. Yeah. And I realized, oh, wow. My state of mind, I feel much much better because than Because you have I did. time to
1: sort through, it's, the, you, you break the
0: plaque off yeah, it just, and you it, can sort through the fog. Just sort yeah. through the fog because I'm doing this repetitive thing that's that's hard to do, that works my body, I sweat, it's all good, and so i oh, so that's one of my coping mechanisms yeah. is I go work out because it's my version of Transcendental Meditation.
1: See, and that's, I need to get, because in the same way, like the fear will come and it's like, all right, get past this. And I'm, I think I wallow in a little, I wallow in it a little bit longer than you do. Um, Because I try and get my head around it really quickly yeah. before I go out to do the thing that helps yeah. get I'm rid of it. Yeah, I'm more
0: reactionary. I sense fear and I find something. And you go, yeah. To, yeah like, I, I live like like in it for a second. I don't want to know why I'm afraid. I don't want to know what the basis of it is. I just want it to not See, be See, that's there, the stuff that I want to know.
1: And then once I get an idea around that, then I go and I'll, I, like, I need to be better about working out, but, like, I'll get on my bike or... I'll go sailing, or I'll clean, like things that are immediate gratification. Yeah, that um, that turn the brain off from things, and it just kind of like lets your brain sort through the problems on its own without you directing. Here's how you need to solve it. Yeah, you just you just, just do it.
0: Just put, well, it, it, what it does for me is, and then working out and, and cleaning mm-hmm. and uh, planning things, and sometimes writing. It just it, it allows my brain to relax and get perspective. Right. it's one of the things I think when you're afraid of something, especially things that haven't happened mm-hmm. that might happen, yeah um, you tend to inflate that, yep, you tend to make it you know and by inflating it, you make it worse because then you become more fearful yeah and then like everybody in America right now, actually it's not everybody in america it's about ten to fifteen percent of America right now is the chip on the shoulder is so tight mm-hmm. that all you do is see insult. Yeah. All you do is see problems. All you do is see this shit and you go, everything is feeding into this one problem. It's mm-hmm. sort of like the concept of intersectionality, but with everything like yeah. everything feeds into your marginalization, fear, and pain. yeah, and that's just not reality right And I think those things kind of give you and what I like about it is that when i'm when I'm working out, when I'm focused on that, my sense of humor comes back, yes. You know, I was the other day, I was yeah. walking, I'm, walking to, I'm walking downtown on Randolph and I'm walking to the park and, uh, and I'm walking and this guy jumps up in front of me, a homeless guy, mm-hmm. and says, can I get, what is this, can you spare some change? And it was so abrupt, <laughs> it was just abrupt, and it yeah. startled me, so the first thing that came out of my mouth was, no! Not because, you know, and it wasn't because, I mean, people ask me for change all the time, and usually it's like, I don't carry cash, because the fact is, I don't carry cash. Yeah. So I don't have any cash, and that's one of the reasons I don't carry cash. Yeah. But I didn't. Because you don't want to be a liar. Yeah, I didn't have have. time to make the excuse or to be able to explain myself. It just was, he just startled me, and I went, no! Yeah. And I kept walking. And I hear, yeah, good luck with those big ass ears. And I stopped. (laughs) And I turned around and I went, You can do better than that. Do you have big ass ears? Well, I don't know. He said I had big ass ears. I did, but then all I, my my reaction that's was amazing. that's, that's, that's f- a terrible insult. And I went yeah. and so instead of like deciding to escalate it, I just mm-hmm. went, You can do better than that. Right. And he goes, Yeah. Well get out of my face, you John Ham looking motherfucker. That's his better than that? And I stood there, and there were like six people standing around me, and I just went, you're the worst insulter I've ever met. (laughs) And he just walked off, and the woman next to me just started cracking up, because I thought, those are the worst insults I've ever heard. Now, the thing about it is, if I'm walking around ready to be insulted, big ass ears might make me turn around and go, yeah, fuck yourself, you piece of shit. Yeah. That I knew that, because I was feeling pretty good. I'm just kind of feeling very relaxed. Yeah. And my sense of humor is back and it was really funny, you know, had I bothered to explain to him, I mean, because I didn't think about this till later, but I went, you know, big ass ears to someone might be an insult. But yeah. It's not an insult to me because when I was a big fat guy, my head was like a Shrek melon. My ears were subsumed by my fucking fat ass noggin. Yeah. So I didn't look like I had ears. Right, right. And when I lost all the weight, all of a sudden the I had showed ears. Up. Yeah. You know, and and if I'd have had the conversation, with it's like, okay, if you really want to insult me, insult the fact that one of my ears is a little bit bigger than the other, because that's like a deformity. Like, good luck with your ear deformity. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, that's a right. lopsided
1: motherfucker. Your lopsided yeah.
0: motherfucker, you know, and 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 by I the way, I can't stop
1: looking at your ears right now. I know. Is it the left one that's the bigger? left one's a little bit yeah, bigger than I see the right? That. Okay, one.
0: yeah, yeah, it's there, and it's fine. It's not like Whatever, I don't feel yeah. bad about it. I don't yeah. give a shit. I like the fact that you can see my ears because it means my fence my fucking head's not right. a goddamn. Melon yeah. on my neck, which at the point my neck was like an elephant leg. So right. it's like you know, I'm, I'm glad to f- you noticed my big ass ears. You've accomplished, and then John, John Ham is a very good looking man. I, yeah, thank you, right, for calling me in an angry way. How nice looking I am.
1: I had a dream about John Ham last night.
0: Yeah, was were right. you sure it wasn't me? Apparently, well now I'm not. Now I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs>
1: Well, here, it may have been, because I asked him where he got his hair cut. Because John Hamm always has incredible yeah, hair, he's right? Yeah, great hair. And there was, like, when he cut his hair, like, it yeah. short. It was, like, this thing on the oh, internet. Oh, I went right? It was, like, more so, almost as bad as when Kerry Russell cut her hair. Yeah. Felicity thing, where, like, people lost their fucking minds. Um, but I, in the dream, I asked him where he got his hair He's like, eh, supercuts. Yeah. And that, then where do you get your hair cut? So, holy shit here.
0: Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe and by it the way, on a, complete Haddon, side note, on a complete side note, people did go ape shit about his haircut. And if people went more ape shit about, oh, I don't know, tort reform, we probably wouldn't be in the place we're at. Because tort we go reform. ape shit over a fucking movie star's goddamn haircut when actually we could be going fucking ape shit about, oh, I don't know, Supreme Court um, uh, rulings yeah. or all kinds of stuff. You know, this is the thing. It's, it's one of the things I wrote not too long ago. Is uh, is like, you know what? We piss and moan, but we knew the electoral college was going to fuck us. It did with George W. Bush, and I'm not seeing any goddamn Black Lives Matter about goddamn electoral college. No, I don't see anybody getting all pissed off and protesting and fucking standing in the street about the electoral college. So apparently, we're okay with that. Well, it's hard, Well, and and guess it's not what? handsome. Well, guess what? Shut the fuck up, because it's not pretty, and it's not sexy, it's kind of like actually doing work. Ah, the pragmatics of things. Yeah. Uh, this is my point. Focus on the pragmatics, and the fear <laughs> becomes manageable. So you're saying, I shouldn't worry
1: about my four-year-old nephew getting a gun and killing black people in the streets of Chicago? No,
0: I think what you should do to your nephew is just kick the shit out of him. Okay. And then he'll grow up and do that. Yeah, so I, sh- okay. You know, or I'm you, not going to kick the shit out of no, or, I'm gonna or him. I'm just going to hug him. I'm going his uncle that's or, always or hugging him. That'll or work bring out a friend, well. Or bring a friend who happens to be a black man, and then you mistreat the kid, treat him like shit and bully him, and then the black man takes care of him, yeah. and that will establish that driving Miss Daisy thing going. All right, I think this is—I think we've solved the problem. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week.
1: Okay, uh, the first one is—it's uh, dipping into the
0: the the old movie uh, VHS pile. Um, watch Real Genius. For those of you that that don't know what VHS is, you're too fucking young to listen. Go away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're not old enough to handle. You're not this old podcast. enough to handle information of any kind. So just go watch your. YouTube's uh, watch Real Genius. It is Val
1: Kilmer at his absolute career best. I don't give a fuck what people say about the Batman movie or whatever or Top Gun. This movie is incredible. There you go. Yeah, and I, and I, Katie I, and I watched it the other night. It's and hysterical. It's so
0: so good. Yeah, yeah, it's very very funny. Um, mine are all three watches actually. Okay. Um, watch Twelve Monkeys season four. I didn't realize there was a 12 Monkeys season okay. one, two, three, See, And that's why, and, and that's, I wrote, if you haven't seen any of it, stop being an asshole and watch the other seasons too. Here's the thing 12 Monkeys was uh, a Terry Gilliam film mm-hmm. with yeah. Bruce Willis. Um, Sci Fi Channel decided they wanted to do a television series. Well, and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt was an incredible yeah, yeah, character. It yeah, was in incredible. That, yeah. Um and uh, the only reason I watched it at first was because a friend of mine, Todd Stashwick, is in it. okay, but God damn it, it's good because it takes the concept of time travel mm-hmm. and and you know because the, the whole concept between twelve monkeys is that he is that the world has been destroyed by a virus and and then they think it's the army of the twelve monkeys, and so the scientists send Cole, mm-hmm. which is Bruce Willis, back in time to figure out who the Army of the Twelve Monkeys is, who released this virus and killed that person. Right. And so it's that. And Mm -hmm. so it's a real, you know, well, this television series is fantastic because... They not only have to figure it out, but they figure out it wasn't the army of the twelve monkeys. They figure out that it wasn't this person. They have a whole concept of people in throughout time that turn out to be sort of avatars hmm. of time, and that if they get killed, time starts. And the real enemy is not the virus. The real enemy is time. Yeah. And so. Huh. And the Brad Pitt character is played by a woman, and that character is, I mean, totally like the Brad Pitt yeah. character, but it's a woman. There's there's some different. I, I just. Fucking okay. watch. Yeah, because I love that movie. Watch. So, all right, I'm telling you, you will love it. Okay.
1: Um, that makes it my turn then, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Number two. All right. So, my number two is a listen. Um, it's uh, it's a podcast, Politico's Money Podcast, with mm-hmm. all the like if with all the trade wars and tariff stuff going on. If you're an idiot like me who doesn't understand that stuff, this podcast helps. It just it breaks it down really easily. Um, even if you do understand it, it just it adds because there's just so much. News around all of it
0: that it just it helps clarify things. There and, you go. Uh, yeah. All right. My number two, and you and I have talked about this before, but I finally finished it watch and binge watch all six seasons of Justified. Yeah. And the reason is it's a good TV show. It's a great it's TV really show. It's really solid. It's fun. It's well written. It's great. The casting um, is amazing. The casting is amazing, yeah. but what really makes it for me is the last episode.
1: Right? And
0: it is. It's rare to say that you have like a, a six season episodic television show mm-hmm. um, that takes two characters at the very top, and that's the very beginning, the first episode, You they establish, you know, the two characters, yes. the Boyd Crowder and Raylan Givens, mm-hmm. friends when they were in Cole, now they're opposite sides of the law, very rarely do you have a more satisfying ending God, to a series so it's so perfect did you cry her. i did yeah i did it, it was really you. it really was beautiful yeah. and smart and well done and well earned so that yes. doesn't happen very often so watch justified it's binge worthy watch it when you're totally out. binge worthy i think yeah i binged well, the first two seasons
1: that i missed because i came in, in the third season when i got when i had my Face surgery for the mm-hmm. cancer, and I binge. The best part about getting cancer on your face is you can binge watch Justified. There you go. So I, the I'm not going to encourage unemployed. you. Yeah, or be unemployed. So sure. I'm not going to encourage you to lose your job no. or to get cancer.
0: But but if you if it happens to happen, put on Justified. Put on Justified. You will have many many hours <laughs> of excellent <laughs> television. Uh, so my third
1: and final uh, to do this week is uh, on. I think it's Thursday, the 12th. Yeah, Thursday, the 12th, uh, see First Person Live um, out in Arlington Heights, mm-hmm. uh, Diane Castile's show. Um, I'll be, it's always a great show. Yeah, it's always um, a great show. Specifically, I'm performing at this one. The topic or uh, the theme is Personal Best. There you go. So just come out and see that because that'll be a good show. And you're going to bring you a little award, right? Uh, yeah well I'm bringing my trophy because it's about a trophy I won in the first thing I ever won oh in, in college, okay so
0: you're gonna do that not yeah. the, not the, the not writing the award, award. Okay, no, all no right, I'm going, right, way right. going way back to 1999 that's yeah. a personal best I yeah. like it my third thing is also something to watch and maybe binge uh, you're familiar with the comedian Bill Burr sure here's the thing I just really started getting into him and, and I realized not only is he funny as fucking shit but I'm thinking he might be heir apparent to Carlin Oh, I think absolutely I never thought about absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'd heard his bits on radio, I've heard bits stuff, but there's just something about the way he's looking at the world mm-hmm. that he's sharp. He's he's funny, yeah. he's smart, and he's taking on topics that nobody else does. Yeah. He I mean people are afraid to take on the topics he does. And he's going for it. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite perspectives that he has. He says, you know, I'm doing a club, and it's filled with, like, 20-year-olds. And they're supposed to be shocking me. Right. But I feel like I'm performing for a bunch of octogenarians. And it just sort of, <laughs> his perspective is, is, is very funny. And it's rare for a stand-up comedian to make me just consistently laugh out loud. Yeah. And go, wow, I wish I'd thought of that. Mm-hmm. So, Bill okay. Burr. Yeah. And that's it. That is it. That's the podcast. Thanks for listening. Stay hydrated. This has been the Literate Apecast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on literateape.com slash podcasts.
1: For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Locomotive. You can catch them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.